side. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen again. Boy, and our God, he is what? He is alive. Thank you. I want to say thank you to all the brothers who have led us thus far in this evening's worship service. Boy, I'm ready to go now. But both those of you that don't know me, I'm Brother Carl Davis. I serve as the youth minister here at the East Baltimore Congregation. I ask that you forgive me tonight. I'm a little uh, fatigued uh, working with children and doing those steps about uh, 10 times every Sunday kind of makes it a little rough on you. Is that all right? But be not weary, right? And faith not. And well-doing? All right then. I'm not going to keep you long this evening, but I have a short lesson on provocation. Is that all right? Hey, this afternoon we want to examine another song that we occasionally sing. This one is written by James Rowe, a prolific songwriter whose writings were put to music by many, many different composers. His songs that, were, that include are Love Lifted Me, Home of the Soul, that we sung tonight, He's My King, and I Walk with the King, and Looking to Thee, and many, many more. This song is very interesting because it paints a picture before the judgment seat of God. There is no scripture that teaches what this song portrays or will happen that great day. Amen? But imagine if it did happen, whether or not a scene would actually unfold. This message is to challenge each and every one of us as we journey on this Christian life. Because the concept that the souls of those around us ought to weigh heavy throughout this life. Because the concept, again, is that of great consequence. Do we truly think about others? This song is designed to remind us of the need that we need to do something about it. I remember a Nike commercial. It was what? Just do it. Amen? There is no story behind this song, just a message that we can teach and admonish one another. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts unto the Lord. What's the name of this song, Brother Davis? What's the name of that song, Brother Davis? And you mentioned him not to me. We know that song? Yeah. All right. Let us first dissect. <laughs> first dissect. We're going to dissect this song, all three verses. A reminder of judgment. The first part of the verse is, when in the better land before the bar we stand. This is description of judgment. The idea of a bar standing before the judge who is a about to pronounce a ruling of coming judgment, of pending judgment. Okay? Acts 17, 30 and 31. In times past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent for he has set a day when he will judge the world with, with justice by the man he has appointed. For he has given proof of this to everyone in raising him from the dead. There will be a great day. There will be a great day. 
sad for others, and glorious for some. Because we all will stand before the judgment seat. 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Therefore we must make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing unto him. Verse 10. For we must all appear again before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one of you may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I believe uh, over in Romans chapter 14, verses 11 through 12, for it is written, as I live, said the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to God. Amen? Amen. How deeply grieved our souls will be. The souls of our friends, our loved ones, our neighbors, and even our enemies ought to be a source of concern to us. It ought to grieve us that souls will be lost, especially when we consider how terrible their eternal destiny will be. But all won't be lost. There'll be honest souls that are searching for the truth. Men like Cornelius and the Ethiopian eunuch. Others have honest hearts and will receive the truth when they hear it. Like the Philippian jailer, and Lydia, the Samaritan woman, and the disciples of John in Ephesus, who when they heard this truth, changed. There'll be also great gospel preachers known in our modern day. Brothers like G.P. Bowser, Marshall Keeble, and Arian Hogan. Amen? Our task is to find that one lost soul, that one lost soul. Do we see the urgency in reaching them? 2 Corinthians 5 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord we persuade men. Now we're going to get to our text um, which is Colossians 1 28 and I want everyone to repeat after me. Him we preach, Him we preach. warning everyone warning. and teaching everyone Man and all, all wisdom, that we may present everyone, we may present everyone. Man, perfect in Jesus Christ. man perfect in Jesus Christ. To this end, I also labor, end, I also labor. striving accordingly, striving accordingly. To, his to his work, which works in me mightily. Amen. Amen. Part B of verse 1. If any lost one there should cry in deep despair. Yet you never mentioned him to me. How provocative. How truly sad it would be if someone that you had a real chance to teach and neglected the opportunity to teach them the great good news of the gospel. In Acts 20, uh, 26 and 27, Paul was preaching, so speaking to the Ephesian elders on his way to Jerusalem. Among the things he told them was this, Therefore, I testify unto you this day that I am the innocent blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Paul became 
all things to all men by all means that I might save some. Is that right? Man. Verse 2. Let us spread the word. Spread the word of the good news, the gospel. Man. Most of us are Christians here. We went down into that watery grave of baptism and came up with that great glorious feeling of I have been saved. But you know what? We have to share that. It's not exclusive to you. It's not in my little box. You got to let it out. Amen. Amen. All right. It is a commandment that we strive to seek the loss. It is our responsibility through the Great Commission while given to the apostles. It was not just for them. It's for each and every one of us as disciples. Amen. Amen. But sanctify the Lord into your hearts and get ready to give an answer. First Peter 315. The text attaches to this song speaks of responsibility to warn the lost that they will be accountable if we do not. Next part of the verse. Helping groping souls the light to see. There may be many in this world who are living their lives desperately, desperately searching, searching to find answers to their problems. They are the groping souls. The word groping, according to the dictionary, when used in the adjective form, is defined as moving or going about clumsily or hesitantly, stumbling, Showing or reflecting desire to understand, especially something that proves puzzling. Amen? The light, of course, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. As it states in John 1, 4, says of Jesus, in him was life, and there was the light of men. He said, I am the light of the world who follows me, shall not walk in darkness, but have everlasting life. So your job is to help and find them to see the light. To see the light. You've had a child on your ankle when you're in the grocery store and the child may have wanted some fruit loops or something they really, really didn't need. But what did the parent do? Huh? You can't have that, but you got to go with me. That's the way we have to look at the world. You are the salt of the world. You have that light. But it's your responsibility right. to spread it. Is that all right? Amen. Can we spread that? Yes. Amen. Y'all yes. got that now? Yes. All right. Come with me. <laughs> we walk in the light as he is in the light. First John 1 John 1.7. We are shining lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And my phrase is, is that we're living in a time that is just absolutely jacked up. Have you seen what's going on in this world? I was listening to the news on yesterday and they told me it was 14 shootings in the last two days in Baltimore. Are you serious? A life for a life? should only be the control of God, right. the Father. We don't have the right to take another life. So if you have the light, you have the salt, we've got to show those who don't respect 
the word of God. Is that right? We need to also be watching how diligently we are looking for someone who is searching for the truth. As we have an opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. So many times we have a brother or sister that is going through trials and tribulations, going through a rough time that they may have even brought up on themselves, found themselves going down that road where it's not going to really hurt me, but we do know that sin is going to take you further than you want to go and make you stay longer than you want to stay. But we as brothers and sisters cannot be found wanting. Many times what we do is we shoot our brothers and sisters. We should be helping them. You that are strong have to bear the infirmities of the weak. Help them the light to see. Is that all right? Help them. Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. Ephesians 14 says we have to speak the truth in love. To speak the truth in love means I have taken the opportunity to establish an intimate relationship with my brother or sister. Amen? Or turn sad eyes on Calvary. Never forget that that answer we are striving to impart is found in Jesus Christ. So work as days go by. Hebrews 9.27 reminds us that an appointment is for all men to die once. But then, after this, is the judgment. The judgment. Amen? Amen? We must constantly remind ourselves that we are working with a deadline. Brother Davis, what deadline? That lies the problem. We don't have a set deadline. All we have is today. Tomorrow is not granted to us. If you know good, do good today, then do it. Because that's the only gift that has been granted to you through the breath of God. Is that right? Be wise, be wise in the way towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. The course is a constant reminder throughout the song that we don't want to be responsible for hindering anyone from obedience. You never mention him to me. You helped me, not the light to see. You met me day by day and knew I was astray. There are those we meet on a regular basis, friends, schoolmates, fellow workers, family, erring brothers and sisters. We have a relationship with these people. We should seek opportunities to turn our conversations into teachable moments. Amen? Just as Jesus did with the woman at the well. In conclusion, how sad to imagine that one says, this is you or I, and then turns around and walks away. Head bowed, bowed down in defeat as he knows and awaits 
him for all eternity. And we didn't even try. Friends, we better contemplate seriously the fires of hell. Not just for our own sake, but the sake of others. We are here today because someone thought and cared enough about us to give us the glory of the gospel. Will we return the favor? Will we return the favor? Will we pay it forward? Or do we, like Paul, consider ourselves a debtor? And thus we sing the song and teach and admonish one another to fulfill our responsibilities to reach the lost. true story of mine. There was a homeless man that I used to see on the road at the Route 40 and Middle River Road. I would see this homeless man every time on, on my way home. I'd come over the hill and I'd see this, this man. He was a peculiar looking homeless person. And I noticed he was always reading something. He had a beautiful Labrador Retriever. After about the third time seeing him on this corner, I decided to give him a little change so he could buy something to eat. And he would say, thank you, sir. And I said, what's your dog's name? And I said, what's your name? He said, sir, my name is Chad. And my dog's name is Goldie. The next time I saw Chad, I actually brought him a Subway sandwich. He said, thank you, sir. And I said, well, it already looks like your dog's eating good. And he says, yes, sir, I feed him some of my food that I get from strangers. Well, the last couple of years, I would take Chad a plate of food around Thanksgiving. Got him hooked on my famous sweet potato pie. Came back three days later and saw Chad. I said, Chad, where's the pie? He said, sir, that pie was gone in two days. The winter of 2016 was rough on us. Just remember that winter, I believe, uh, January 23rd, I believe we got 30 inches of snow. Very tough winter. Spring finally came, and uh, the wife and I were headed home from church. And we came over the hill at Route 40 and Middle River Road, and, and I just mentioned to her, I said, you know, I hadn't seen Chad in a while. And no sooner as I said that, it was a makeshift sign on the stoplight and said, Chad passed away March 24th, 2016, and his golden retriever was sent to a Falston Animal Shelter. Now, the guilt that I am walking around with because I told my wife, I need to get him a Bible. I need to get him Bible correspondence course. Oh, I didn't do it. That's right. That's the guilt I carry. That's the cross I bear. But I'm here to tell you that each and every one of us have that one person that we know that we can reach. Don't waste that opportunity. Right. Why? Because we're not Guaranteed tomorrow. Mention him, not to me. I thank you for listening to me tonight. You have, have heard the word. You must believe the word. You must repent. 
you must confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and finally be baptized, Revelation 2.10, and remain faithful unto death. If you would like to make that grand sacrifice today, or you would like prayer because you haven't spread the good news of the gospel, or you would just like prayer tonight, as we stand and sing, this is your opportunity. Amen. Amen. I was singing, David said, far from the peaceful shore.